Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. My name is Andy Garcia, checking in from Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, we're still stuck in, in lockdown here in New Zealand. It's been four weeks. Hey, but we're getting through it. Um, got another two weeks to go. So a big shout out to Isolation Nation for all of you out there that may be stuck as well. So want to provide a little bit of entertainment for you, a little bit of education, a little bit of enlightenment as you know, we travel, we navigate these uh, strange times. And today my guest, one of my friends, and she's been in the health and wellness industry for 15 years. She's a doctor of physical therapy and a sought out yoga instructor. She has an expertise in anatomy, alignment, and injury prevention. And we're going to hear more on that. She helps her clients overcome emotional and physical blocks to reach optimal health using a simple 90-day program that creates healthy habits called Get Healthy Now. She has a very empowering story, and I'm looking forward to hearing her story. So please welcome to the podcast, checking in from San Diego, my friend, Dr. Jennifer Shaw. Thanks, Jen. Hey, Andy. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, I know we did this podcast. We recorded this podcast. Let's just be honest. We did this a few weeks ago and the recording sounded terrible on my side. So, you know, I would just want to give a big shout out and thank Jen again for popping on and recording this a second time. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Now, Jen, you have a very empowering story that I know and you that you've shared with me. And I'd like you to share that, if you would, with our guests here today. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm happy to record it again. We want to, we want to take care of your audience for sure. So (laughs) I am a doctor of physical therapy, as you mentioned, and I went, you know, I checked all the boxes growing up, graduated top of my class, varsity cheerleading captain, undergrad, grad school, became a doctor of physical therapy and moved out to San Diego uh, and started my dream job in the physical therapy field. And within three weeks of that, um, actually it was the third Monday I was hit by a car in San Diego. I was riding my bike and I suffered a spinal cord injury, a brain injury, a brainstem injury, kind of like all the other back injuries um, that people complain about. Uh, My life was sidelined at the age of 25 and I did what Western medicine told me to do for the first eight months. I took every pill, got every injection uh, and I ended up being completely disabled, taking about 30 pills a day Uh, And actually in just two days will be the 10 year anniversary of the time that the um, head of neurosurgery for our hospital system sat across from me and told me that there was absolutely nothing he or anyone else in medicine could do for me. I'd be in pain for the rest of my life and I'm most likely to be be dependent on pain pills and disabled. Uh, And I was 26 at the time, just completely heartbroken uh, that that was my reality. And I went home and I took my medicine I cried for the night and drank a bottle of wine, let's be honest. And then the next morning, I took, took my medicine, I put all my pills in a shoebox, and I said, screw this, I'm never taking it again. And um, I just lived in chronic pain, and, and I'm not talking a little bit of pain, I'm talking like waking up in about a four out of 10 pain, going to bed with a nine, eight to a nine out of 10 pain, uh, and really like having to decide in my late 20s if I was gonna do laundry or cook dinner, because physically it was too much to do both after a day of work. Like that was how bad my life was and how bad my pain was. And I reluctantly kind of began to research natural health and wellness. I got into acupuncture, cupping, gua sha, uh, nutrition, mindfulness, got dragged to yoga, loved it, fell in love, became a yoga instructor. Uh, And then from there, 
Um, I was super reluctantly introduced to essential oils. I began trying the doTERRA essential oils and I, I remember when I bought them from the girl, I looked at her and I said, Oh, Rachel, like I'm, these aren't going to work. I'm going to buy these from you literally to prove you wrong. Uh, and I bought them and I was shocked within six weeks. I was pain free for the first time in five and a half years. And I went back and I profusely apologized to Rachel and said, I need to know more. And I started investigating doTERRA. Um, and about six months after I started using the oils, my neighbor who was like, wow, these things really work, dragged me to, um, uh, an event doTERRA was putting on in Anaheim, which is where I met you and Missy and, and your mother-in-law Mary and, uh, really fell in love with the company. Um, kind of from there was Rachel always asked me to do the business. And I told her I was never going to do this business. And after that event, I was like, I am all in, like, how do I, where do I start? How do I help people? They need to know about these oils. Uh, and since then, I've built a successful network marketing business with doTERRA essential oils. And over the last um, about year, I branched out from that business because my clients just wanted more from me. And I started working one-on-one -on -one in the group setting and doing live events for women um, who are just ready to ditch the diet and change their lives through um, lifestyle and habit changes and and really create and cultivate the life of their dreams. Uh, and it's it's been God, it's, I love what I do. <laughs> love what I do. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that story. And I remember sitting there at that lunch. Uh, what year was that, by the way? It was probably like 2015, maybe 14 or something like that. Um, I think it was 2014. It was 2014. Was it? Yeah. I remember sitting there at that lunch and just seeing your eyes lit up and you could see the fire. You could see the determination. And I remember walking away from that lunch going, or maybe it was like an afternoon tea, maybe it was a lunch, who knows. Uh, anyways, I remember just thinking, man, Jen is gonna build a massive business and do so much good for her community. And here we are, you know, 2020, and that's exactly been the case. So that's awesome. But it started with your journey, you know, in terms of you making a decision to traditionally stay down that um, that, that route of mainstream medicine or make the shift and say, you know what, enough is enough and it's time for a change. So first off, can you just talk, dive in a little bit more about that, that situation when you decided, you know what, I'm going something natural. What, what was it that drove you down that path? Um, well, to paint a little picture, I am from New York, born and raised, so we're stubborn in general as a population. <laughs> I am an Aries fire sign and I am definitely type A. When I was in grad, undergrad, I was in a psychology class, with like 600 people. And my teacher pointed me out as type A. Like, how does he even know me? And he knew like, I was like, he's like, yes, she's type A, that girl right there. Like, I am like the epitome of those, those things. And um, if you ever want me to do something, tell me I can't. That's like really what it comes down to. Like, if you want me to like, accomplish something in life or do something, tell me to do the opposite or tell me that I can't do it. And that moment when the doctors told me that there was no hope for me, that this was just my life and I had to deal with it was all the fire I needed to find a different way. Like I refused to believe that going, I was going to go from being a professional cheerleader to living in pain every moment of my life. Like I didn't, I wasn't willing to accept it. 
So it was uh, really, it comes from like this fire inside of stubbornness. And, you know, I'm kind of the kid that my parents always say it. They're like, we never question when you're like, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. We might think you're crazy, but we absolutely know you're going to do it because there's just, once you put your mind to something, that's who you are. So I just, I have that kind of stubbornness in flowing through the veins. Absolutely. So talk real quick about your, your pain when you started using the oils, you know, you said you were able, you know, within six weeks time when you're using doTERRA's essential oils to be pain-free. So talk about your regimen and how did you get through that process? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I have a spinal cord injury, like I said, from C6 to T9 and I never had paralysis, which was like inability to move. I had a extreme amounts of nerve pain. And I also couldn't feel parts of my back. So um, my, I had like shooting, sharp, burning pains kind of across the whole right side of my back uh, and then down into my right leg. So I started taking frankincense under my tongue, like probably three to five times a day, just like a drop or in a little bit of water. And then I started applying deep blue at this point, I was wearing a TENS unit. So if you guys don't know what that is, it's like one of those little electrical units that like does little tingling sensations on your back. I wore that around work. And if I didn't have that on, I'd have pain patches on. That's how I got through the work day. So I, I put those aside and I was like, let me just give this doTERRA stuff a try. And I started applying deep glue to my back. At the, at the beginning, I honestly feel like it was every like 20 to 30 minutes. It was ridiculous how much I needed because of how much pain I was in. Um, so it was like frankincense, deep blue, frankincense, deep blue. And I did that for two to three weeks. And within that time frame, my pain was cut in half. And my highest pain was getting to like a five instead of like a nine. And then I added in the lifelong vitality, which when I took the lifelong vitality pack, which is our whole food bioavailable vitamins and minerals, antioxidants, CoQ10, omegas, all of that, like all the things. I never thought vitamins did anything except make your pee bright orange and smelly. That was literally the only thing I ever <laughs> vitamins doing. And I, I was like, okay, whatever. I'll take these because the oils did work and you said it. Um, so I took them and that ended up being like after like a month of using the oils and within two weeks of using that product, I had my first pain-free day. And wow. I remember having a pain-free day and being like, okay, so it, ha it doesn't hurt when I wake up. Okay. I'm gonna go to work. Oops, still doesn't hurt. Okay. So I'm going to go do laundry. Okay. Still doesn't hurt. I'm like, I'm going to make dinner and it still didn't hurt. I'm like, I'm going to work out and it still didn't hurt. And I was like, what's happening? Like what just happened to my back? Like, this is amazing. And then from there kind of waxed and waned, you know, I had days that were better days that were worse, but over, um, the, like the next six months, I was able to get to the point where I experienced zero pain any day when I woke up and throughout the day, like other than like the normal aches and pains we all get if we push our bodies too much, right? So that's kind of my, my beginning experience with it. Yes, absolutely. And that's what we're looking for too. Like me as an animal health practitioner, I'm looking for, you know, the, the progress. How are we going progressively on this journey? It's not going to be just, you know, a couple of days and everything's going to be fine and dandy. Sometimes it takes that, you know, two, four, six, eight, 10, 90 days to get there. You know what I mean? And uh, as long as we're progressing on that scale um, and, and symptoms or pain or whatever it is that you're managing is going down, then we're, we're on the right path. And, uh, and, and it's great to hear your story as well. You know, and for me, I like to talk about, you know, when we're dealing with these, um, you know, quote unquote, long-term issues, 
it's going to take a, a bit of time to kind of unwind everything that's been wound up for, you know, months, sometimes years. And, uh, and it is, a, it is a bit, it is a bit of a journey. So awesome, awesome story. I, I love to hear, you know, you talk with so much passion about how you made these changes and how you are empowered from this. So let's just shift gears real quick and just slightly talk about, you know, you don't have to slightly talk about it, but let's talk about what inspired you to now build a direct sales business that is directly in now the health and wellness industry, you know? So let's talk about that. Yeah. I, um, I just have to give back. I wish someone had grabbed me and told me about the tools and the resources and the lifestyle changes earlier than they had. And I'm grateful that someone did. Right. But I don't, I can't sleep at night knowing that I'm not doing my part to change people's lives. You know, like I have these tools, I know what works. I've seen it work for thousands of people. I have to share what, what I have. I have to share every part of it because that's, that's my purpose, right? Like I didn't go through all of this for no reason. I went through all of this to change my life so that I can change others. Absolutely. So just tap into, you know, you went to school to become a physical therapist. Um, but then you got into, you know, what, you know, with your, your natural wellness journey, mm -hmm. you, you got into yoga. So how did yoga find you? And just talk about the, um, the power of yoga, if you could, for just a couple of minutes. Totally. Yeah. I love me some yoga. If you look at my <laughs> Instagram or anything, you'll see how much I love yoga. Uh, so I was dragged to my first yoga class following, um, my accident. It was about three, two, three years after my accident. And my friend had just started teaching and she's like, please come support me. Please come take my class. Please come. And I'm like, I don't think you understand. I can't move. She goes, I don't think you understand. That's why you need to go to yoga. And I, my ego was <laughs> like, well, I used to be a professional cheerleader and like, you know, like I, I was super flexible and super fit and um, I, I, it was really hard on my ego to go to yoga class and feel like I couldn't move, you know? Um, but I did it and I remember like hanging in forward fold and just feeling like this relief from my back. This like, like just, I could breathe. And I was like, oh my God, this feels amazing. And I just, I wanted more of it. So I just kept going back and going back. And as I went, I realized that I was healing not only physically, but emotionally. And it never got rid of my pain, but it always took the edge off my pain, uh, physically and emotionally, right? And I just, I dove deep into it and I started doing it more and more and more and finding more and more relief. And then the opportunity came across my path to be, take the teacher training. And I was like, I love to teach. This could be fun. And honestly, I just kind of want to understand yoga more and, and yeah, like let's do this. So I did the teacher training and I didn't really start teaching regular classes in the beginning. Um, I, I started teaching anatomy workshops and injury prevention workshops because there was a huge hole within the, the yoga world that I saw. Um, and teachers just didn't understand the body and they were doing things that were injuring their students. Um, and I just felt like I needed to share what I was really good at there, which was my, my yoga uh, and my anatomy. And I shared that for a couple of years and taught classes here and there. Um, 
But yeah, and then just over time, I've had the space after I stopped working as a physical therapist, I actually finally had the space and time to teach yoga and really enjoy it and give back. And now, um, you know, pre-COVID, I was teaching um, a weekly, two weekly classes and then um, just kind of other workshops and things for fun. But it's just been, it's such a community. It's such a, it's more than just like, yeah, I know, like you'll look at my Instagram and be like, okay, like it, that's all handstands and pretty stuff. But it, it really is more than that. Like yoga is so much more than that. And, and that's like just why it's been, it's been a whole lifestyle for me. Absolutely. So for those in, yoga instructors out there that may be um, wondering how you incorporate both yoga and the essential oils together, can you just talk about that? Totally. Yeah. You can check out my YouTube channel. It's just natural wellness tips and you'll see how I incorporate them um, easily there with all my, my YouTube classes. But also uh, it's really simple. It's about offering them to your clients, having them available at the front of the room and saying to students like, Hey, as you walk in, if you want a drop of essential oil, go ahead and grab one um, at the top of the mat, or you can pass them around at the beginning, or you can use them during Shavasana and people will tell me all kinds of things. Like I have students that are sensitive. I have this, I have that, I have another. Like I, I've never had an issue. I have some people that are like, don't use, like I'd prefer not. And I'm like, great, that's fine. You don't need them. Um, but I diffuse them. I have people use them at the beginning before we do our breath work, just putting a drop in their hands. Um, and then I'll use them during Shavasana or the, the main ways that I use them in my teaching and my practice. Yeah, definitely. I've had an experience with yoga and the essential oils myself, and it really just allowed me to clear my mind in the beginning, um, which was great, you know, because a lot of times you go into these yoga classes, bringing everything from the day or from the week with you, right? And, and part of yoga for me is to try and get rid of all that as well. So it was nice to be able to use the oil to help clear the mind. And so I could focus a little bit more on this activity, which was great for stress relief and everything else. So I let, I was able to let everything go and then start the journey. Um, you know, the, the start the session. So, uh, yeah, you know, I love yoga and I, and I, I to be honest, I need to do more of it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, I, I guess I need to be held accountable and, you know, to, to do that. But, um, let's, let's continue on with healthcare. And I just want to talk about in today's day and age, you know, where we're at, you know, we're, I mean, obviously, you know, mainstream medicine is very prominent, you know, globally, and, and we see that in today's, you know, time. So where is healthcare headed moving forward, in your opinion? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people misconstrue that when someone believes in natural health and wellness, that they are starkly against the opposite. Um, and I don't think that's the case. I mean, I'm a, I'm a doctor still, right? So I'm trained Western medicine. But uh, I believe that Western medicine has a place. I believe that in emergency situations, it is obviously your best bet. Um, after traumatic accidents, uh, I feel like there's a lot that can be done around um, kind of like the bigger issues but we aren't doing our job as the, as people taking care of a first line of defense. Like we, a, a perfect example is like just not feeling well being under the weather. Like how many people just are under the weather and they're like, Oh no, I'm getting sick. And they just leave it at that. And they're like, I'm getting sick. I know it, but I'm not going to do anything about it. So 
then they wait till they get sick and then they get an over-the-counter and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and then they go to the doctor and they get a prescription sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but all along they had an inkling at the very beginning that they were getting sick and they didn't do anything about it because we aren't taught first line of defense we aren't taught prevention we're taught to respond to what happens instead of preventing what is going to happen or could happen, right? So I think where, where we need to step in is that proactive medical care. And uh, doTERRA is doing a really good job with their prime meridian medical clinics that they're opening up across the U.S. right now, uh, which is a really all-encompassing healthcare model. And they're really looking to, uh, to help people have that proactive healthcare and be a part of their healthcare decisions. Uh, with, you know, more than just a doctor that sees you for 15 minutes, but somebody that actually talks to you about like what you eat and how you're sleeping and, and all that, uh, you know, kind of the, the joking saying is if your doctor doesn't ask you about your diet, you need a new doctor. Um, <laughs> I like right? that. I mean, it's so true, right? Like you're not going to go as a, a holistic animal practitioner and have somebody be like, okay, my dog's got all these digestive issues. You're not just going to be like, put these oils on, they'll be fine. You're going to say, what are you feeding them? What are they eating? How much are they eating? Like, what happens? When is the, di the digestive upset happening? Is it, you, you know, within a time frame of when they eat or is it sporadic? Like, you're going to ask questions about that, right? So your doctor yes. should be doing the same thing because what we eat has to do with so much more than just our digestive health, but our emotional health, our physical health, the inflammation in our body and so many things. So we as people aren't going to change the medical model. The medical model, we talked about this when we chatted before, Andy, is the, the average doctor is believed to be 18 years behind on, on research because by the time they go to school, the research they're being taught is already behind. And then they're coming out of school after like seven, eight, nine years, and it, they're 18 years behind on research. Like, that's mind blowing. I Like, that shouldn't be how it is, but they don't have time uh, or resources to keep themselves up to date on, on research and what's actually happening in the world. And uh, when doctors are unsure of things, they're so afraid of getting sued that they'll just say, no, that's unsafe because it's not what they know. So for instance, things like essential oils cross their path and like, no, those aren't, un those aren't safe. Don't use them. But they don't know anything about them. So maybe when somebody says to you, that something's not safe, you might ask them, I, I fully respect your opinion, but can you give me uh, a little bit more information about why? Like, where, where did you learn that from? And if they can't give you real research, then maybe they're not the people you should be consulting about doing certain things within your health and wellness, right? Like meditation and mindfulness are shown to have huge effects on our emotional health that then has huge effects on our physical health through our blood pressure, heart rate, sleep, all of those things, our stress, all of that, right? But doctors aren't trained on mindfulness and meditation. So that when you go and say to them, do you think I should start meditating to help with my stress? And they're like, I, I guess if you really want, but I don't see what it's going to do. It's because they don't know, right? So you have to come back to informed self-care because that's the only change that we're going to make. That's the only thing we can be responsible for is what we put into things, right? So we need to make sure that we're giving that time, that space to ourselves, to educate ourselves, to ask the right questions, um, to to listen to our bodies, to listen to our hearts, to know what is right for us, um, and not just take everything with a grain of salt because somebody has a white coat on and is called a doctor, right? Um, yep. But then again, 
don't just take everything for a grain of salt because you know Susie Q online told you that something's good for you. You got to do your research both ways. Yes, definitely. You know, and you said it well too when you were talking about, you know, when you were talking about um, how doctors when they come out of school, how behind they are on their the current you know, state of where medicine is. And so you think of, you have a doctor here that just got out of school or maybe he's been practicing for a couple of years. They're trying to keep up and trying to catch, should I say catch up with what's, what's current, you know, in terms of mainstream medicine already. And a lot of times, you know, we can't even blame the doctors necessarily because they're trying to keep up with their own practice in terms of medicine you know, to think of even trying to study now research from something that they didn't learn in school and, they, and whatnot, it just might be overwhelming for them. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you look at it at that angle too, it's like, wow, you know, how, how am I supposed to be able to keep up with, you know, what's fresh and what's current in medicine in today's day and age, because everything I've learned is already outdated. And now, yeah. I, and like you said, they don't have time to even do that let alone study something more natural. So it needs to come in the beginning stages, in my opinion, it needs to be taught in schools. And actually it was taught in schools back in the, in the early eight, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, there was much more of a holistic approach to medicine um, than, than, there, than there is today. You know what I mean? And this yeah. was looked at, you know, in depth and using more natural tools and whatnot. Um, so if we can get that back into medicine, when we're talking about using more of a natural proactive approach, the better off we're going to be. And we, we see holistic doctors and there, there's, there, is, there is the few of them out there, right? And they will ask you these questions that are more in depth about your diet, your sleep pattern, your exercise, um, and, you know, and everything in between. So, um, yeah, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. It ab we absolutely need to, be, need to be more proactive in medical care. Um, so let, let's talk about, you know, what's going on today, you know, with this COVID-19. Uh, first of all, how are you handling quarantine? Or how did you, uh, what, is San Diego out? <laughs> no. Okay. So how are you handling it? You know, let's talk about that. Well, today I laid in my front yard because I don't have a backyard in the sun to get a tan because I love reading my book in the sun instead of the beach because the beach is closed. So that was a little hard for me, but um, <laughs> at least I have a front yard. But no, I, uh, I'm blessed. I run my business from home and I have for the last like three and a half years. Uh, so what's been really beautiful for me is as I've watched other people, really, I feel horrible, people losing their jobs, getting furloughed, uh, having to start working from home and learn what that discipline is like. I'm like, oh, I already had all those growing pains. Like, I'm good. I'm, I, I have my business. My business is doing great because guess what? People really, truly are taking the time to care about their health and wellness right now. Uh, so, so that's been nice. Uh, I am extremely disciplined with my structure. Uh, I don't uh, I, I stopped drinking alcohol and I, I eat a really clean diet. I eat most of my food at home anyway. So, so a lot of the transitions that people are struggling with uh, were not struggles for me. What's the hardest part for me is I love to be outside. I love to be at the beach. I love to go on hikes. Uh, I love I love to be outside and I haven't had the opportunity to be outside. Uh, and I've also struggled with watching the collective fear and the unknown that's happening um, for a lot of people right now. And that's just been 
kind of hard to just see the uh, people that really thought they had stability in their lives just shaken by this and have no stability and have um no no way to yeah yeah it's just it's been it's hard hard to watch the collective and the fear that's happening across the globe yeah absolutely there's so much fear and it's it's crazy you know to to even fathom what you know is going on and how people are handling it you know just so shaken up in you know in these times and and so let's talk about you know how you can support yourself during these times how can you support your immune system how can you support your emotional health um your physical health you know and everything around that so if you can just share some tips and techniques um, that you provide for your clients. Yeah, totally. I um, I think I always come back to breathing. The number one stress reducer in our lives is to breathe. Uh, and that's by the American Institute of Stress. Like it's, it's really huge. Uh, and, and we don't even realize when we're stressed, when we're anxious, when we're overwhelmed, um, how much we kind of like hold our breath when we like, we really just like are stuck, you know, and, and we don't pause throughout the day to take deep, deep, deep breaths. So one of the things I love to do is I love to take an essential oil. If you don't have an essential oil, it's okay. You can still do it, but you take an essential oil, put a drop in your hand or roll some of your favorite oil in your hand, cup your hands over your nose and take a few deep breaths. Now I like to do the four by four by four by four breaths. So what that means is you inhale for four seconds, you hold for four seconds, you exhale for four seconds, you hold for four seconds, and then you repeat that for two to five minutes. Uh, even kudos, bonus points, if you put your legs up the wall or up on the couch, um, or you lay down when you do it. But what you're doing by, by doing that breathing technique is you're triggering your parasympathetic nervous system to click on, which is your rest and digest, and helps to bring you out of your sympathetic, which is your fight or flight. And right now, uh, as a collective, we're just functioning in fight or flight. So you need to be able to come out of that. So get your legs up over your heart. Take this time to breathe. Set an alarm in your phone to remind you to breathe. Obviously, you breathe all day long. But I mean, like, consciously breathe. Like, take the time to consciously breathe. Um, I love this quote by Eckhart Tolle. Be aware of your breathing. Notice how this takes attention away from your thinking and creates space. Nice. Excellent. So can you repeat that? What is that called? The four by four by four by four. Yep. So it's really simple because there's a lot of different breathing techniques out there, but I like simplicity. So it's always four seconds. You inhale for four seconds. You hold for four seconds. You exhale for four seconds. You hold for four seconds. Um, and you do that for two to five minutes. So I think that's key. And I think that the, the beauty of pausing to consciously breathe is it gives you time to listen to yourself. It gives you time to check in with yourself physically and emotionally. And I think one of the best things we can do right now during this crisis is to actually tune into ourselves. Do you need more sleep? Then sleep more. Do you need, you know, like, do you need to drink more water? Drink more. Do you need to go for more walks? Then walk more. Do you need to, to push less in your work? Then push less. Like, do you need to like, create more space for yourself, then create that space. But you have to slow down enough to like listen to what your body needs. Right. Exactly. And so what talk about, let's talk about breathing, stay on the breathing track. Cause I think this is a big one for people. Um, what, 
oil, what essential oils do you like to use um, or recommend during this time? I think you have to go with what feels right for you, but in general, citrus oils are uplifting. Always think about the environment they're in. They're up high in trees and sunny environments. They're gonna make you feel that way. Florals are really comforting. They're almost like giving you a hug. Uh, roots and trees are really grounding. Uh, and then like mints and herbs and things like that are really energizing. So that'll be kind of a, a good leeway for you to like grab which one you want. Um, I've been leaning towards oils from the emotional aromatherapy set, like forgive and peace have been really good for me during these times. And a lot of my floral oils like magnolia, jasmine, neroli, uh, I love putting them on the inside of my wrists, along the outside of my arm, over my heart. Um, behind my ears and just kind of wherever you're intuitively told to put them. So what about sleep? If we're talking sleep now, that's another big one. Uh, what, what recommendations are you going to make here with your clients in terms of, because a lot of people come and they go, ah, I just, I'm struggling to sleep in, in these times. How can they break through and get a restful night's sleep? Mm. Oh, I could do a whole podcast on this. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we'll just give you some nuggets. There you go. Uh, so sleep. Sleep honestly starts the moment you wake up because it's your circadian rhythm. It's, it's goes back to like, you have to break the cycle. You have to change the chain. So if you're sleeping till 10 or 11, if you think you're going to fall asleep the next night at nine or 10, you're wrong because you just slept in super late and threw your whole circadian rhythm off. So get up, wake up, get moving, exercise in the morning, drink a huge glass of water in the morning, get your body moving, fuel your body with good food in, throughout the day. Um, I recommend eating in a 10 hour window. There's a lot of research behind that, that you can find more on, on my podcast. Um, but it's, it's, there's a lot, there's a lot of science behind it. So basically what I'm saying is Try to eat in like a window of like 9 a.m. to 7 or 8 a.m. to 6. Uh, but don't eat for two to three hours before you go to bed. Uh, and make sure you set enough time aside to sleep, right? So make sure that you, you're not saying like, okay, I'm gonna, I need to go to bed by 10, so I'm going to get in bed at 9.55 and just like shut my computer at 9.54. Like that's not going to work for you. So two to three hours before you go to bed, no food. An hour or two before you go to bed, try to get away from your screens. Um, dim the lights. Get your diffuser going with something like Serenity or Lavender. I like to take a shower and wash the day away. Make my to-do list for the next day so my brain is like shut off and like and chill for the night. Um, read a book, like an actual paperback book. Have conversations with your family play a board game, like do things that are relaxing, that are, you know, do a puzzle with your family that aren't having to do with a screen and extraneous stress. Like don't watch the news before you go to bed. Like, let's just be <laughs> serious about that right now. Never watch the news before you go to bed, but don't watch it now before you go to bed. God, no, don't check it right before you go to bed. Your brain's going to be spinning. So um, clean bed, clean sheets, clean pajamas, shower before you go to bed, diffuser going, you don't have to do all of these. Pick the ones that work for you. Pop your essential oils on the bottom of your feet. If you're really struggling with sleep, there's some killer essential oils that can work, um, like Copaiba soft gels and Serenity soft gels that can really help you sleep. But prioritize sleep. So uh, to make this as simple as possible, treat yourself like a toddler. Find a toddler who sleeps really good 
and learn their sleep routine because here's what it entails. They eat dinner nice and early. They have bath or shower at the same time. They get out of their bath or shower, go into their dimly lit room, put their pajamas on, read books with their family, and go to sleep. Treat yourself like a toddler. They sleep That's well. It. That's what we got to do. <laughs> I love that. That's an excellent example. That was such a good holistic approach to life right there. You know, you were like, I asked you, how can people sleep? Well, it starts when they wake up. <laughs> well said. Say that, but it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well said. Well said. So what about the immune system? Let's, let's cap it off with some powerhouse immune boosting techniques that people can utilize during these times. And then, and then continue on to right? Like you said, it needs to be a proactive approach to healthcare. So let's talk about being proactive with the immune system. <laughs> You're going to laugh at me. Um, but uh, pretty much everything I just said, do that. But we're going to add a couple more things, right? But everything I said about getting on a good sleep routine, making sure you prioritize sleep, drinking water when you wake up, um, making sure that you take this time like throughout the day to like slow down, to breathe, to, to settle your mind. Um, stress decreases your immune system so drastically. You guys have to lower your stress. So you have to, if meditating increases your stress, then maybe try something different right? Like find what works for you. You need to, I, there's no one size fits all on anyone. Um, somebody asked me the other day, uh, what people should be aware of in the health and wellness world right now, what fads are out there that they should be weary of. And I said, it's not even right now. It's always, you should be weary of anyone who says they have a one size fits all solution for you. You are a different human, um, than anyone else. But for the most part, Guys, if we can, we need to sleep at night. We need to be awake during the day. We need to drink a lot of water. Half your body weight in ounces is key. Um, and eat high quality food. This was so sad to me when this pandemic started. The grocery stores were sold out of crap, but the produce was fully stocked. Fully stocked. Like eat fruits and vegetables, eat real food, feed your body, take the supplements that you need. So for me, um, supplement wise, it's lifelong vitality from doTERRA, the on guard plus soft gels from doTERRA, uh, making sure I'm using my on guard and frankincense daily, drinking my citrus oils and my water, but it all comes down to me for four to four habits. Drink half your body weight in ounces of water a day, high quality water, alkaline if you can, um, eat in a 10 hour window, real food, not processed, get eight hours of sleep and move your body every single day. If you do those things, your immune system is going to be in such a better place than if you don't. Incredible, incredible advice there. Listeners, I hope you took notes there because she just dropped some phenomenal techniques for you. So Jen, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time and being on the podcast with here, here with me today. So just real quick, where can people find you? Because I know everybody's right now is going, where do I find Jennifer Shaw? I want to learn more from her. So hit us with your podcast, your, your Instagram, everything else so that people can check in with you. Sweet. Yeah, I'm going to give you three top things to find me. Um, definitely check out my podcast, Natural Wellness Tips. Head over to Instagram. You'll find me at Natural Wellness Tips. And then over on TikTok, which is super fun, you'll find me at Jen Knows Oils, J-E-N, one N, Jen Knows Oils. Uh, that's been a ton of fun to, to build that TikTok and share over there too. So hopefully you guys will find me in one or all of those places. It's been a pleasure to get to share my, my passion with you guys. 
Awesome. Thanks, Jen. Let's catch up soon. Yes. Can't wait.